episode 335 of Global From Asia, owning your own identity, the future of e-commerce and commerce in general with amazing technologies today. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you everybody for choosing to download and listen to, I'm saying download and listen to what I'm doing on video. And I am here at Shenyang, China, episode 335 today. And I'm recording this on Thanksgiving Day, Thursday. The show will come out in a few days, but of course we need to prepare for this. We do these, the meat of the show live streaming now. So some of you actually tuned in are amazing and supportive GFA VIP members on the networking and then our live stream for everybody on the internet. But I hope you enjoy this professionally edited show. And I'm recording my little intro today on Thanksgiving Day, about to have some spaghetti and I don't know, it's not really meatball, no meat, I don't eat meat, but spaghetti and sauce with some vegetables my amazing wife Wendy puts together. So this week's show is a pretty cool one. Volto, he's a really amazing guy. He's a friend I've talked to on social media since like 2009 on Twitter days, and he's always really ahead of the curve with technologies, and he's working with some amazing new systems for helping the user take back theirs, right? You know, with the, the, the old internet, these companies collect all of our data and then sell us to advertisers, right? With Facebook and Google and all these guys. And Volta's working on some pretty cool services and ideas and solutions that gives the power back to the people, which is what I believe the power of crypto or the power of blockchain is about. So he shares and gives us some insights. And we bring in some others in the community with the, onto the actual session to ask some questions too. So it's pretty engaging. I hope you enjoy this format. Let's tune in. And after I'll talk about some other solutions I'm using and looking into. And there's actually some ways you can actually try to own the new internet um, as well. So we can tune into that in the outro after the amazing interview with Alto. Let's tune in. Do you have a U.S. company trying to do your e-commerce or tech startup? If you are, I know banking is a hurdle. Global From Asia has a lot of people looking for banking help. It's one of our hot topics. If you want to check out one of our official GFA partners, Mercury.com, they have a fully remote banking service and we are using it for one of our Amazon investment companies with a U.S. company. You can check it out. I also wrote up a tutorial and a review as well as you can get up to a $50 to $250 bonus if you use our partner link. Check it out at globalformasia.com mercury. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Happy Singles Day. I am it's Mike here and getting Volto up on the stage. Let's try to start right on time. We got a double header today. We're doing back-to-back sessions so this will this will be uh, our first session and i'm really excited about this it's going to be we're going to be talking about the future of e-commerce and uh you know and the internet and identity and data and uh i'm just just trying to get him onto stage mike Walter, i'm going to invite you on stage if you see hear me hopefully uh you can accept my invitation okay there you go all right great here we go Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good, Valto. There you Great. Great. It's perfect. Awesome. Great to uh, great to finally see you uh, and uh, have you on the show. 
Yeah, it's, uh, thanks for inviting. It's great to be on. Yeah, so we've uh, we've been connected since, I don't know, like 2000 and 2010, I think, with Twitter and social media, or maybe even earlier. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure to to know you for so such a long time and uh, and uh, be associated with you. So a little bit about about you, Volto Loikanen, is that correct? Yeah, Loikanen. that's correct enough. <laughs> awesome. Just making sure. I, yes. <clears throat> So you're an internationally awarded serial entrepreneur with over 20 years experience global business focused on data, AI, digital ecosystem strategies with driven business models with various different roles. Uh, and you're currently co-founder and CXO at Profina. Profina is a fast-growing Silicon Valley data-driven startup empowering individuals to take control of their data and to be authority of their information. You're a visionary, strategic, hands-on professional with a deep knowledge about digital world concepts and technologies connecting real world. So thanks. That's really, really impressive. Thank you again for coming on today. Yeah, thanks, Mike, for the intro. Yeah, it's it's really good, good to be on and happy to share, you know, what, what we have going on and, and about different aspects of, you know, the internet evolution. Uh, in the in the when we connected first time, we were actually building the uh, world's first equity crowdfunding platform globally. So that was kind of uh, uh, so have been pushing the envelope on the on the new new borders of the internet. And once more, we are kind of pushing pushing one envelope to uh, to let this kind of uh, new type of internet architecture take over. And uh, we'll see how that will go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really. Um, I know you're always innovating, and you're always making things, making you know, making the new concepts a reality. And that's what I'm, we try to do here at the show. We try to actually give people practical insights how they can apply this. You know, a lot of people in the community, they're e-commerce sellers, they're B2B traders. You know, between uh, China or Asia and the overseas markets. So, um, you know, we we are fully aware of these walled gardens, you know, Amazon, Facebook, you know, WeChat, they have all of our data, they know everything about us. And, uh, you know, I, and that's, I think a lot of people have just accepted that, right? I mean, that's just, we, we as users have just accepted that we need to sign up for these platforms and give them all of our data. Is that, you know, is that what you're trying to change? Or is that, you know, one of the big problems that you think we have? Yeah, so I think that uh, it's it's kind of mainly because of the convenience how how the current uh, I would say platform centric uh, internet has come to 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 light. Um, so of course the the big ones, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Amazon, uh, Apple, so forth, the the, the big almighty ones, uh, and and of course it's like as individuals we don't really. Although we like choice, ultimately we just want to the easy choice and uh, and convenient choice and choice that our friends have made and so forth. So those kind of behavior is one thing that leads to this um, kind of platform centric winner take all uh, type of uh, uh, markets uh, when it comes to internet today. And and then on the other side, of course, that's you know there's never been a downside for someone you know getting to the monopolistic uh, position in business. So it's never bad for the one who is in that position. But uh, um, of course, it comes with different responsibilities, as we know also. But uh, 
one of the one of the big thing that it requires then from uh, kind of how to change that is that it actually requires a lot of different stakeholders that are typically competing to start thinking differently and come together. Like I would say some early examples where when Netflix started to rise, it was still it was already pretty clear that uh, a platform centric model that they're going to win, you know, these traditional cable networks and so forth. So they started Hulu as a competing solution together. Uh, we can all debate whether that's successful or not, but at least it's it's an alternative. Um, but one of the most interesting things that um, is associated with this um, dynamic between uh, the platforms and individuals is that uh, because mostly uh, uh, governments, uh, at, at least in, in different parts of the world, uh, are looking at, uh, you know, citizens' rights and... Uh, it's no surprise that raising from Europe, uh, this GDPR regulation that came into effect last year, basically dictates that all those platforms, whoever they are, big or small, private or public, they need to give uh, individual access to their own data that exists in their platform for free and without too much delay and in machine readable format. So now basically in this, this is the gateway that then enables new types of services to emerge where individual can really make a choice because they don't have to leave their friends and other data behind into those platforms yeah. they can take them with them got it yeah so um i'll just i'll just uh speak you know i'll just reiterate just in my own just to give an example like so it seems like it's a european more thing right gdpr but it's of course affected our whole world but it's a great, it's a great initiative. Uh, like you just said, lets people control or access or take their data out. So, literally on Facebook, I tried to export my data, but it's such a humongous file that you you download your profile, you download your photos, your videos, and it processes it, and then you can download it. Um, so then that's kind of what's opening up to this new what you're working on or what this new identity kind of thing so then that's the bridge so gdpr and people exporting their facebook profile data or linkedin data and then they could maybe upload it to a a new platform is that is that like a bridge yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's one one of the the methods, and of course, in different types of services, you have different type of gateways. So uh, in Facebook, you also have APIs, but actually, the APIs don't really cater that much of the personal side because those APIs are designed for other companies, not for the individual. But then, if you look at devices like Aura Health or Fitbit or these types of personal health devices, pretty much everything is only your data. It's not you know, something for some other purposes. It's your data for your own use. And those then cater more like gateways to, you know, your services. And then of course they are bigger and smaller depending on your kind of life activities. It can be also like public sector holds a lot of data, like your public transportation data or mm. what, what all kinds of interesting things that, uh, that people don't really think about. Um, but the main thing is that, uh, uh, this similar regulation just uh, la uh, this year came into effect in California, and that matters because a lot of innovation comes from California, of course. Uh, that's also where our Prefina headquarters is based. So, um, so basically, um, that 
that individuals have access to their data in different interfaces. But of course, like you or me, without any help, uh, what we can really do with that data is extremely limited. Uh, so that's where uh, us as Prefina are focused on is we want to build a tools and solutions for individual side where the individual is in control. They can uh, basically upload or connect their data from different sources into their own personal cloud that wow. is also legal, yeah. like under their cloud. It's not un under our. We just provide tools to standardize the data for them to use and then build like connectivity between their cloud and different services. Uh, so that that's that's the kind of the new architecture that we are building. Okay, that sounds so. We have some, some input from Zach is in the chat. We'll talk about that. But so the idea is, you know, let's maybe connect it also to e-commerce, but it, it could be for any kind of data. So you're, you know, especially Amazon, they know everything you bought. They know, you know, you have all your cookie data, your buying history. But I think I saw it on your platform. I was reading some links you sent me before the interview. And uh, there's the idea that you could temporarily give your data to an e-commerce marketplace and then they would be able to recommend you products to buy and then you would take your data back and then you would you, so it's like you willingly give your data to the platform the platform gives processes that for you to help you do the good things that it does but then you can kind of like take that access back after Right? Is that kind of like, did I get that right? Or Yeah, so so basically there's many, of course, there's many ways how to kind of um, achieve the, the wanted outcome. The main, the main premises is basically that, that uh, instead of you proactively searching for something, uh, like, of course, we all know how Facebook ads try to work now. Uh, you know, they try to target you with what they hear from your mic on your phone what you're discussing with your friend and then they say okay they are talking about that topic a lot so let's promote some you know uh, dog food for them or whatever but um, but basically so we all kind of have some sense of idea of how you know ais and these algorithms can work but at the same time it makes us feel uneasy uh, of how intrusive that um, that may be so one of the benefits that uh, becomes possible when we cater this type of uh, service from the individual side where we look at the world from their perspective so we're not looking at uh, the business perspective where you know uh, customers or individuals are just you know some some numbers on top of that, but we actually take the position of the individual like your personal doctor would do or your personal shopper would do or someone who is on your side looking the world from your benefits perspective. And one of the uh, beauties of um, being able to be in the position uh, on that side is that we can also uh, enable anonymous interaction with services and the individual's uh, with their data, without exposing their data uh, to the platforms themselves uh, in, in identifiable format. So basically, uh, then it's possible to create something where you can actually tell not that someone tries to spy on you and then make guesses of what you need, 
but actually uh, you can proactively tell and save your preferences and other things. And then, you know, these algorithms can actually find stuff that you really are looking for, what you're interested and make uh, recommendations for you, like a helper instead of at. And basically then, then uh, it, you can just filter like, I'm not interested or show me more like this and less like that without ever exposing who you are uh, to the services that are just trying to match you with uh, basically these uh, things that you, you would need. That's just one kind of uh, aspect that only when you actually want to make a transaction, you know, you want to expose your delivery address where that should be shipped. Okay. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, uh, also against a little bit of some comments in the chat here, you know, like Zach is Zach Franklin from Seller Deals is mentioning. Uh, he actually likes likes the idea of uh, well, as an advertiser, he likes that the platform has a data, but he also says that he likes it as a user because it recommends you things. But you're saying you can still get that benefit by still controlling the data yourself, and you can actually be more anon you know, anonymously use share it instead of they knowing exactly who you are but they know your behavior your browser history or your purchase history or your bus travel your location history so you you would have these different profiles right because there's all this data about us right everything is your location history your buying history your web visiting history like um all this data and then with your platform profina you would then be able to let people control that like kind of like a a passport or a vault, and then you could plug that into these maybe uh, platforms to then get recommendations or help, or you know, like you said, assistance with making a purchase, making uh, travel plans, uh, doing search history. Rather, right? Is that? I think that's. You know, yeah. I'm just trying to make, exactly. it simple, make it as simple as possible for some people, myself included. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the idea is that uh, because now when we go to Amazon or we go to Facebook or anywhere, we are there like, you know, very vulnerable individuals, like without any machine algorithms behind us. We are just, you know, us as individuals with our keyboards and, you know, our eyeballs looking at, you know, content. Uh, but when there can be someone on the individual side, we can give yeah, individuals. Like power of AI, we can give them power of anonymity, yeah. we can give them all that power on that side as well. And then we can put the algorithms to, you know, have a conversation between each other of what information should raise to us to actually look at. So that's a very different game because there's algorithms on the other side, but there's nothing on our side. And that's a big thing. It's not only the data, but it's also all the machine power that, uh, can help you know negotiate on your behalf with your control uh what do you actually want to see or don't want to see got it yeah i like i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna just gonna stick with me it's like there did you you must have seen a movie social dilemma it's like a documentary on netflix right. it's uh, i'm sure that's really relevant to this discussion it's uh it's basically I like it when they show at least I think it's the social dilemma, but there was a some some documentary I saw, I think there's a couple others too, where it's actually the AI is behind the screen and it's like it's it's reading what everything you do and it's kinda like it's you versus them, right? It's they're reading everything you do and then they have all this data and they're but you're saying you're trying to help enable the individual to fight back or to defend themselves or protect themselves. Uh yeah, I mean 
it can only happen that there is a, a service on the individual side like that that's that's the big big point that uh, first you as an individual you can collect all your data you can also add richer data like your own opinions whatever you want but you can keep that to yourself never having to expose that data externally because they can be service in between that only knows the data model not the data itself and and that's the really the the key thing of making uh, totally new types of approaches possible uh, and for us it's always the individual is the primary user primary customer every business comes second so that's very different our our like uh, mission is to be on the individual side and that way it really becomes a consumer uh, consumer service and then the other side is of course developers like those who can then build new type of interactions new types of algorithms new types of applications for those individuals and where individuals choose which ones do they want to use like you would in any app store or any marketplace. I want to use this type of helper. I want to use this type of thing. And also those application developers, they never see the data. They only need the model of what data is available. And then they can build the application. The application itself cannot send any data out because the app actually runs in the personal cloud uh, of the individual. Well, okay. Um, we, have, we have a good question from Yelena. Uh, Elin is asking about differences in data management, control, and algorithms in the EU and first the US. Yeah, so uh, what is the specific question? Just to make sure uh, I, I, I mean, uh, she typed it in, and maybe we can even pull her up here. I think we'll have some time for, a cute, for those to come up on the stage. But I think maybe it's a little bit general, just generally. I mean, I know GDPR is more of a European initiative. I th I, at least my assumption is Europe's much stricter about data privacy and data control than in the the US. And you know, um, but she's, Elena. If it's just yeah, how is implementing in US and EU? Like you know, with Profino, with your with your current venture, and what you may be seeing. You're also you're, you're European, and you with San Francisco in the US. Is there just differences like is it a culture thing a government thing or i mean it's probably a mix of everything the user behavior she's saying also bottlenecks yeah. legal all right yeah yeah so basically this i would say this whole momentum have started from from things leading to the uh, gdpr regulation coming to life but it's not the only thing it's of course you know those documentaries of how data is used it's those comments that we are not customers on Facebook platforms, but we are the products being sold. And it's it's like many things. There are momentums from from uh, individuals uh, side uh, that have eventually led the regulators to look at that. Hey, as an EU, they they also needed to find their own competitive angle for the whole internet. Like what play is there for for Europe to play? So that's a smart economic move as well while at the same time making it a European style. But what has what that initiated is that uh, in, in US, uh, it goes state by state, and then there's different of, of, of laws in the national level. But what is significant is the, the California CCPA regulation that is very much the same as uh, GDPR in Europe that came to effect. And, uh, and that's, that's really uh powerful but it's also spreading in japan it's you know 
same regulation is uh, is spreading in Brazil, in Canada. So, but those are less known anymore because it becomes more of a norm or a direction where that regulation goes. Then those others are less known, even if they are progressing there as well. Okay. Well, thanks for that. I I, I brought her on stage, so Elena's here if she wants. Hi, to. hi everyone. Hi. Yeah, you can turn the on. And Catherine's here. To work. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, we had a uh, discussion because I work here with uh, big telco brands like Deutsche Telekom and Telefonica and these guys. So there was a discussion, you know, a couple of years back. Uh, nobody was uh, really um, quantifying or attempting to uh, kind of uh, critically defined algorithms and AI and the usage of data. But, um, you know, since two years ago, uh, they stepped back a bit and now, you know, they're discussing, you know, what's the future of all these technologies and how it will impact society. So is it good? Is it bad? And um, these discussions are going on. <laughs> so that's, I, I think from a mentality point of view, uh, like China is going all, all in on these technologies. Uh, US, I'm not sure, but Europe is uh, being a bit cautious uh, in, in this, uh, applying these technologies and data and AIs. Yelena, when you say China's all in, like on what, what technology you're referring to? AI yeah, or? Yeah. Specifically <laughs> AI, no, no, yeah. Technology. Yeah. Hmm? Is it all AI? New technologies, yeah, AI mostly. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so, how they compare to? I, I understand AI is quite advanced in the in 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 US and Europe as well. Do you know how how different they are in terms of their focus? So I guess uh, in in general, it's more. It's not so much about specific technologies. I think every every single country wants to run as fast as they possibly can with uh, AI. Uh, what AI is limited is the available data. Uh, the AI works poorly with poor data. So it's directly connected to the more data you have, the the better your AI will be. The more accurate it is, the more higher the quality of the AI is. So. The, the, the battle uh, to win in AI is actually not in the technology of AI, it's access to data uh, and exactly. access to volume and quality data. So that's why AI is hold, held back by those who don't have access to, to, to much of data. Okay. And the question uh, is more specific when it comes to personal data, is then the question is who have access to personal data and of course we can we can think that uh, China is at its totally own level of access to personal data compared to any other market. Uh, so, so that tells something about human-centric services in the future, whatever we want to think about those. But it's, these are just like technological facts, uh, what leads to what. And, uh, and that's basically the European way and also this, um, I would say, Western market way seems to be developing that the only way to unlock that similar level of personal data to new innovation is actually to be able to individuals to take it out from these massive platforms because they would otherwise not give it for free. Like there's no financial benefit for Google to give all of your data 
out for free that they spent you know a lot of time collecting so so through this regulation they actually are competing to making a lot of personal data available to be able to create new types of innovation and better services you're, you're saying yeah. all these companies who previously collected all these data uh they are now need to some way to provide to the public or who, whichever organization wants access yeah. to it yes as a as a european citizen also for services outside of europe you can just send hey give me my data and they have to comply within 30 days and send your data in machine readable format there's no exception so you will get penalized uh, the same applies in california with ccpa as a california citizen you can say any company public service office as well uh, criminal offenses you know type of records excluded uh, that that you can say hey give me my data and there's actually like uh, the first set of uh, giving this data is very expensive to these companies. There's a research done that an average request at global level today for one individual to ask their data cost more than thousand dollars per request. So it's not something cheap. So you can t make ten requests and you know create uh, 10, 10 grand worth of economic value and jobs to the world by just asking your data. <laughs> For free. Wow. So, so me as a person, I can request my data for free because it's from, yes, right? from anyone, from anyone uh, any company, public services included. As wow. a as a Californian or European citizen, uh, but these regulations are also increasing elsewhere. So so, so annoying as a business. Yeah, owner. I mean, yeah. Zach is Zach had some chat. I don't know if you want to say it here, but uh, as a as a marketer, you know, what are your thoughts? I think all this stuff really just creates everything to be more of a pain in the ass than it should be. Um, the fact that we have 8 million different data laws, you know, if we have to sell to California, we can't treat it like the United States. It's a different thing, you know, and everywhere is going to have their own patchwork of stuff. And now everyone has like a global business. And a lot of us have pretty small teams, you know. You can have 10, you know, 10 people and have a multi-million dollar business. But the regulation, because everyone has these new ideas about approaching all this stuff, makes it just a pain in the ass. You know, now I need to worry about like data regulation in Albania or Sweden <laughs> or California. And it's just like, I just want to make money. Why am I having to care about this stuff? Um, I, I also like as an advertiser, I'm typically not like when you buy ads with Google or when you buy ads with Facebook, it's not like I'm buying one individual person's stuff. You know, I can't target one individual person. I'm saying show it to people like this. There's already that step in between. And that's why I like Facebook to have the data um, because I don't want to have to deal with, you know, collecting this much data on each individual person. Um, you've seen a lot of advertising become less effective when Safari and uh, Google Chrome are implementing all their pixel blocking technology. But what is this ending up with? It's ending up with, like, think 20 years ago or something, we're watching TV and the ads are just stupid. We all watch the ads and we hate the commercials. Now, I like my ads on Facebook because I use them for research and they show me stuff I'm actually interested in. And that's because they have the data. 
Um, it prevents me from looking at a lot of stuff I don't want to look at. It's going to show me things I actually want. When I'm watching like um, YouTube on my TV, I'm not signed in. They don't have that data about me. So the ads are really stupid. Okay, the ads are just all this like Thai, um, like grocery store kind of stuff and stuff like this. I'm not interested. I like these kind of things to have my data because they do provide better services, better ads, better engagement, and it makes it better for me as a user. Like, I don't want Facebook to write me a twelve dollar check every year. Like, I'd rather just you know go with it. So. I don't see too much of an issue giving away my my data to Google and Facebook, and some of it's really cool. Like um, Google and Facebook have a history, like my location history going back to 2007. It's amazing. On any day, I can go back and I can see exactly where I was, all the places I went to, the routes I took, and it's amazing. I used to actually use this to prove or remember. Did I do consulting at a certain company on a certain day? Because um, I, I forgot I didn't take a record, and I would just open up my Facebook location history, see where I was, and be like, "Oh, I was there on this day." Um, but I, I think the difference, though. I mean, I think I mean, also that's that's not going to go away, right? I think what the point uh, is is you have it's it's on your control, not Facebook's control. So you would let them maybe have it or. Uh, if it's like such a patchwork kind of thing, you know, if it's not something that everyone is is doing, only certain types of people are going to share that data. You know, it's going to make it more rough and more patchwork. I want things to move towards more of a unified experience I across, across I'm on the, the other world. side because the problem is this all you're only is Facebook and Google and they're only going to get bigger and more powerful and they're going to use your data against you and they're not going to let startups you know we can't get access to the data as a startup is it right Falto? so the, the, I think what we're trying to do is take the power away from these huge internet monopolies and use this data back to ourselves, and let us plug this data to who we want and let a small I think that like maybe there's gonna be a new Amazon that comes out and we can just plug our data into this new Amazon and then maybe even take our old Amazon data. And I mean, that's, I, I, I'm more like, that's kind of, cause these guys are just using oh. it against us, right? The big guys are just using our data against us, right? Let me let, maybe we'll let Valto. Well, I think yeah, yeah. they're also like oversharing. Like if we take all of our Amazon purchase history and we just give it to this new company, like I also wouldn't want to do that. I want Amazon to have that data cause I bought the stuff on Amazon. They can have the data because I bought it there. I don't want to share it with some other random company, everything I bought. Like I want the people I engaged with to have the data and the people that didn't provide me stuff, I don't really want to give them that. Okay. You know? So let, let Volto respond. There's a lot there. Let's, what is, yeah. yeah so, so basically what we are saying is that, that, that uh, there's limitations for this current model where it can evolve. It's pretty much... Uh, achieve its peak, it cannot get better than what it is today without some drastical change in the architecture uh, and approach. Uh, Facebook doesn't have Google data and they will never get it uh, about you. Amazon never has Facebook data, but you as an individual, you can have your Facebook data, Google data, LinkedIn data, Amazon data, combine those all together, add some health data, 
and new types of applications and solutions and services can be built on top of that. But to that to make possible, there needs to be services like what we are building, and I'm not saying we would be the only one, that, that basically make that uh, standardizing of that data availability interfaces to interconnect to that uh, that data uh, in the volumes so that it doesn't come it, it doesn't work if it's you know you have to target one individual but there's a difference between having personal data separate and the data model how that data is stored in every one of those clouds where that data exists and interfaces to connect to that and access to that and uh, it should not be us or anyone else who decides who gets access, it's the each individual themselves uh, basically accepting, do I accept this company's services? Do I want them to have access to, you know, an anonymized profile of myself? Do I want them to have access to this or that? But that's exactly where service, new services are needed, that someone has to make it uh, technically feasible uh, for this new architecture to work. And that's exactly what we are building, is to make all this work, but it doesn't get any better than today when you get ads on products that you have already bought it those cannot be fixed unless there's better data i understand what you're trying to build now you you're almost like collecting all the different systems and platform information on us and we we take those information back to individual and we own that data yes. and we have control over who we share those information with and what amount and how to the degree depending on the organization we're dealing with Yes. Right? So, so therefore, it's a reversed uh, control or ownership of our own personal data, which previously always exactly. Exactly. So the point is that there should not be Facebook making decisions on what of your data is even accessible or available to others. It should be yourself. It should be just make technically possible, and then you just you know let that happen or you don't let that happen. But it should not because Facebook, Apple, Google. All of those big guys limit what they want uh, other companies to be able to build competing products for their own products. Yeah, and, and so if we share these data with those individual companies, do we charge a fee for it or we give them for free? Yeah, ex exactly. And that's that's a, a thing where, you know, now we all have free apps, paid apps what, that we download for our phones, for our computers and so forth. So we are paying for apps and services. Uh, and then there are free services where we know that we are being, you know, used, and, and our data is basically the paying currency. Uh, but also, like Facebook doesn't really develop services for individuals. They have very limited services what they provide for us individuals. Uh, for example, how, how much they use that data to make better services for us. There's, you know, hundreds of new applications that could be built on top of Facebook data alone, just showing my friends on a map or, you know, whatever that may be, you know, better search. The, the search in Facebook is like ridiculous. Mm. Uh, whatever you're trying to search, like, like, and, and they don't care about those. They just want your eyeballs on the feed. That's uh, true. And, uh, and the thing is that, 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 that's, that's potential innovation for, for making many different things, but that doesn't work unless there's someone basically creating the infrastructure to around how to make that happen. So each of these services probably has literally billions of different data points 
on any individual person. Like I said, every single place I've been every minute since 2007. Um, and that's just Facebook, let alone every moment I've looked at anything over the last 13 years. How are you going to work with any of these things to have the right set of data without it being, you know, terabytes per person? Um, what type of data are you actually going to manage and what kind of data could people not plug into your system? Because if you're going to log every data point or every, you know, like I've ever done on Facebook or something, this is not very feasible for each person. Or are you going to just have a basic profile of someone like their name, their address, basic, you know, basic type of information what kind of data models are you planning to build for each of these people yeah so that's a really great question so basically this is uh, as, as anyone can imagine that it's if we're talking about individuals and all types of different individuals all aspects of lives that it, it is extremely extensive uh, but basically you can take anyone's iphone and you can see that you know that's the model how computers work today. That's the model how phones work today, that there's just different applications for different purposes. So we are only, connect, we are only focusing on basically creating that architecture that enables individuals to bring their data. And over the, over the time, we will iterate that data model to include more and more data points. But for example, we are not the ones going to build those applications on top of that. We only yep. create the infrastructure right. to connect right. with them. Right now, if I say I'm going to bring my data to your platform, what data do you get? So currently we are, yeah. So currently we are looking mostly those data where uh, the data is by design uh, targeted for your own use, like the like, like the health data. So Fitbits and, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, things uh, like Aura that tracks your sleep and, and these types of things where you're basically your current interaction with the application is private by design. Mm -hmm. So that's a good starting point because they have good APIs to connect with the, the, the your side of data. Then we are separately looking at these big platforms, of course, because they have massive user bases. And, and, and the GPS uh, data, so location data from Google, is one of the things. We don't need to look at all of their data at the same time, just these most interesting things. And uh, location data by Google is probably the best in the world that exists in the free market uh, about the location uh, data. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also like it has challenges, like, your GPS data, if you expose it openly, anyone can see where you live. It's not a secret, it's where you spend your nights. So it's just like you have to have some someone helping you to figure out like what is safe and what is not safe and what do you wanna share and with whom. Uh, but I don't think that those platforms really care other than Apple who has now started to take that as their competitive edge. But Apple actually don't, they, they limit the data collection and you don't even, it's not even possible to get some benefits in the future on Apple because basically they don't have the data. So because of their history, they never went into this social network game. They never got foothold there. Uh, they never really figured the internet properly. Uh, so, so basically that's where it's easy for them to say, hey, we don't care about this data because we never figured out how to make business out of it. Mm -hmm.
So, so then what's leading me to, I have a few questions relating to that, because now you're taking the data from the big giants like Google and Facebooks. So they become the source of your personal data. And your, your platform is like a repository for them to you know, store that information. And then I share those information with other provider who potentially want to build an app or use my personal interacting with me. Does then then require constant updates from say Facebook and Google, and then the second question is: as there are more and more apps keep on building, you know, new apps, new generation apps coming out. What if we you know one day Google and Facebook are no longer in the dominant position as they were previously? Then would you then change your source of whatever to provide that information? How would you work with that? So basically here, one, one important point is that we are not going to be ourselves, like we are not going to be the platform who owns your data or controls that. We control access to your data. So uh, we don't control it so in, in that sense that every individual actually have their own personal cloud where we only provide the standardization so that the data can be connected in a, in a smart way. So even if someone would, for example, stop using our service, they would still have their cloud and their data in there uh, in the standard format to take it somewhere else. So that's very important. Also, no two individuals' data are in the same database, so they are totally separate from each other. Again, it's, it's just the architecture uh, consideration. And then what it comes to a lot of these data sources and applications on top of that, that's where we build a developer community around us is that they, those who say, hey, I'm interested in these data sources, uh, I would like to have this data to tools, <laughs> those are the ones that then build you know, solutions and applications and interfaces uh, on top of that, because our focus is on the individual side uh, to basically run this architecture where these types of solutions can then be built on top of that. So we are counting on with this, something that totally not us, no single company in the world can do things alone without, you know, massive mom, uh, movement of individuals and developers and media and those who basically are now crushed by these bigger platforms that there's, you know, regulators who want to change, there's individuals who want to change, there's developers who want to change. So it's just, of course, it doesn't happen if no one is willing to do any anything on top of that. But what we focus is we, we want to bring that uh, place where this architecture can start and evolve and look from the eyes of the individual, how they can make sense of this all, how they can, you know, make those decisions about the control and so forth. Okay. And then my next question is, how would you handle the security aspect of that platform? Because it stores a lot of information. You know, previously, if I'm a hacker, I need to go to a very different different platform to collect one person's information. I just need to do it once. I get everything. Yeah. So, so the, the most important thing, uh, like there are architectural considerations, like the separation of each individual data, that they are never in the one place. So there's no one place to hack to get access to everyone's data. Uh, so everyone's data is in their own cloud. And, and basically that's, that's, you have to hack each of those clouds separately. Uh, and then, then uh, the other thing is, of course, uh, we all know that the individuals themselves are the weakest point, their passwords and you know, 
that's the next level is controlling like we have uh, making sure there's two-factor authentications and things where you know are a bit annoying from the ux perspective but very important from the security perspective and then finally comes all the the, the best practices of uh, hashing the data, what is available there, that it's not human readable when, you know, computer access it, access to it, or how to prevent this type of uh, algorithm or uh, type of attacks that, you know, things get locked uh, by if there's, you know, unhuman-like behavior, like 100 requests for, you know, some, some specific places and many, many other things that go into that question. Yeah. Awesome. This is thanks for the yeah. And the website's great. It's Profina. I hope I pronounced it correctly. I Profina P R I F I N A dot com, and uh, and uh, yeah. I mean, like I think we're learning. I mean, everybody's being asking great questions here. Uh, Catherine and Zach, Elena, um, <laughs> and Zach saying some funny things in the chat. But so you're. It must be raising money. I mean, it's a humongous, like, I think Catherine helped us understand it's a huge project. Zach, you know, collecting all this data, managing this data, allowing the user to, to control. So what's the current stage? And, and you know, you're, you're uh, in, in your venture, and, and I think you guys are, are growing and raising. Yeah, so, so definitely like any, as I mentioned, that uh, this is a big thing. This is not, you know, one of those oh, there's a cool app, you know, type of uh, venture. This is a humongous, you know, undertaking that we are doing and we are fully aware of it. We've been only already in this journey for several years, you know, doing all the architecture background development and so forth. So, so like we need, uh, you know, many, many things uh, along the way, we have had, you know, hundreds of developers already taking part many of them volunteering to to make this happen with us but when it comes to investors we we of course i don't think there's a business in the world who wants to grow that doesn't want to have dialogue with the investors but uh most important for us when it comes to investors is that they actually see this vision uh and, and that their kind of mind is aligned with that type of direction that they understand uh, so we have uh we have existing onboarding uh, those who are already on board but there's also a lot of opportunity for the even to invest in those applications that run on top of that so there's uh, a huge amount of opportunity uh, also for investors in this whole field and we are happy to have dialogue with anyone who sees that you know the the architectures cannot evolve further with this current platform centric model and uh, yeah that's where we are with that track Great. awesome Thanks so much, Malto. It's been great. I mean, I really appreciate you. We, I felt like we grilled you. And uh, Zach seems like he's requesting his Spotify data now <laughs> from Spotify. But yeah, I guess I, 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 I realize that. I mean, I, I requested my Facebook data lately, and uh, they have to do it, right? So, so, and then you're you're trying to help people do what to do with that data, right? And then help them access this data. So, I really wish you the best. Uh, this has been a fascinating conversation, and. Uh, and so the best way to find you is is the website or what's some ways people can find you yeah i think uh, i mean easiest is to find me on linkedin so so uh, linkedin.com slash in slash valto yeah uh, yep. you got the easiest, um, I'm, I'm 
readily available there. And then anyone interested in, you know, any aspect of deeper insights of Prefina from any aspect, you know, building new applications on top of that, you know, volunteering uh, on, you know, advancing whichever angle is needed to be figured out in this field. We are very much building an open source community around uh, evolving that data model forward. Um, so there's a lot to get involved uh, and anyone who, you know, just don't accept the current reality as the end game of the internet is we are happy to look also, uh, you know, those who want to make bets on, on the future and, and be on the board when the big wave of this starts to, you know, raise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of us, you know, even on this call, we feel like we have to give the data to these guys. They have to own and control it. But I, yeah, I mean, I know individuals are not so responsible for our data, but I think we should have the option. And, and I'm really excited what you're doing. And I hope people, yeah, definitely you're very accessible on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, you're always really also contributing a lot, I think, for the today and, and uh, in others in the community. So I really thank you for that, Valto. And uh, we are appreciating you. Thanks, okay. Mike. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, sure. I think we're going to wrap up. We're on a back-to-back -to -back today on Singles Day, so we have, a, have another <laughs> session. <laughs> um, all right. So thank you, everybody. We're going to we're going to end this session, and then we're going to start another one in a, in a few minutes. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We just had another live stream separate from today's show we're doing these in advance so if you want to jump in on the live recording in with others in the community it's also a great really great way to connect with the guests get to ask him or her some amazing questions and make that face virtual face-to-face -face connection as well as other benefits and masterminds and other courses and other information we have for members only it does support the show and we do appreciate it in advance gfavip.com thank you Thank you so much, Volto, man. I don't know. It's it's really still amazing to me, the new way of the show and the live stream. Hopefully, people can tune into those live on our Facebook and YouTube. If you also enjoy and want to upgrade to the networking, connect with us, you could join the membership, and I would appreciate that in advance. We've been getting some pretty cool people joining. Thanks, Valto. I know that's a pretty far out one. Uh, it would be amazing if some people tuning in would in consider investing in this uh, really early stage new technology. And Valto is a guy, I, anything he's involved with, I stand behind. So he's somebody you should definitely reach out to. But in the meantime, while this is developing, there are amazing ways you could even chip in like a dollar um, to some things. Um, it's always I'm always cautious to promote crypto stuff and uh, the ICO crazy days, but there are ways now. Of course, you gotta get a little bit on a tech. I've been playing with something called Handshake. HNS is the ticker. I'm not really trading the token as much. What I'm really investing in a little bit, at least. Uh, you know, I'm not throwing huge money, but. Uh, domains and you can buy these new bitcoin blockchain domains it's not really bitcoins blockchain domains so the idea is hns is the competitor to dns dns is ICANN. dns is the old centralized database controlling all the internet now basically uh, i don't really even fully understand the tech i get the basic idea you should at least basically understand but the idea here is there's new tlds like instead of a dot com or dot io it's dot your dot name so you can actually own the tld on the blockchain so we actually own dot global from asia in this uh, blockchain so 
if you're up on speed, you got up. You can't do it in Chrome or the new browsers, at least in 2020. Hopefully, that'd be amazing if Chrome or these other browsers upgraded to Handshake and allowed HNS and DNS to coexist. You could go to like we did make it already. So podcast.globalfromasia.no.com. It would work, and uh, we own that um, TLD. So dot global from Asia. So in the future, we could even have you register a domain on .global from Asia, just like you can have yourname.com, you can have yourname.global from Asia. And the really, really cool one is you could actually even, um, of course, sell it, but you could actually get payments on it. It's, it's, it's a unique code. So you could have Mike.global from Asia could be mine, and I could say send me uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency there. Uh, another one we invested in is .bartender. And imagine you're a bartender. You could just say, send me a tip at mike.bartender. So this is some pretty amazing stuff. It's obviously also really early stage, but you can kind of, it's an auction right now, and you could actually jump in on this um, and get these, you know, just like when the domain.coms were early, this is where it is now with these handshakes. Uh, I'm actually making some videos in a different channel for that um, at Sky Include. So anyways, that's just a little another idea, nothing to do with the... the podcast, but it is about owning the data. You know, it, uh, there are a lot of these people building these developers. I'm in um, some groups with them. The idea is give back the internet, you know, give back to people, power to the people, you know, with what Volto is doing with your data and with what all these different crypto and blockchain things are doing is that's why gov- governments don't like it. You know, the banks don't like it because they can't control us, you know, basically. So these big internet companies don't like it either because they want to hold your data hostage and then uh, lock your account and uh, sell sell it back to you, sell advertising against your data. So I'm a, as you can tell, a proponent of supporting the new and open internet and uh, check out Volto's stuff. We link it up on our show notes. We also, you know, are always trying to keep up on things. We got some amazing shows coming up and I do appreciate you listening or watching to this. And uh, I hope this helps you. That's it for now. I'm going to go eat some spaghetti for Thanksgiving. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.